0: He's Jimmer. He's Christian. Welcome back to Two PTs and a Bag of Chips. Today we are going to cover shoulder impingement and we are going
1: to do our plantain chip taste-off. It's the only way to get Christian to try these is to do them all at once. We got a bucket ready. I think you're going to be all right, buddy.
0: I don't like bananas and plantains and bananas. They're just a
1: little too close. Even though they're not. It's like saying mangoes and pears are close.
0: It's a fear. It's, a, it's, it's, it's purely a fear, and I, and I don't know what else to say about that. Um, you can do it. i got faith in so you. So we've got uh, the kiwa Golden Plantains, compliments from, of uh, Michelle Price today. From Ecuador. Ecuadorian. Then we also have the Shigra Plantains, and we have three flavors, lime, sea salt, and sweet and salted, and those all came from... My dear, dear sister in law and brother. Pippa. Thanks, Pippa and Jamie.
1: <laughs> You'd think that they might have done this on purpose. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah.
0: I'm kind of excited. Okay. Well this'll be this'll be something exciting. Yeah. But shoulder impingement.
1: Yeah. Pretty common.
0: Quite common. So generally it's pain in the shoulder. Usually worse with reaching overhead or, or Movements out to the side and above your head.
1: The one behind your back is a classic one, right? That's a good one too. Yeah. So
0: reaching up as if to tuck in your shirt or grab your wallet. One of those movements can. Yeah, or well, I was
1: more things. thinking like if you're driving around with your kids and oh, they sure. drop their pacifier and mm-hmm. you reach behind you to hand it back.
0: Yep, the pacifier, the briefcase in the back seat is another famous one. Yep. Yeah, any of those movements are quite irritating. Uh, usually, this is caused by work is very common. So anybody who does a lot of overhead work, we also see it in sports, specifically like swimming and throwing being the, the two most obvious. But we also see it a lot with golfers and um, tennis players.
1: Yeah, tennis players, it makes sense. Golfers, you know, the golf swing is so odd. It's just so variable. There's, there's lots of ways to, to hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Playing golf. But Yeah, so the, the classic source of pain would be any kind of swelling created in the subacromial space. So in the space between the acromion, which is a bony hook that comes off of your shoulder blade, and the uh, head of the humerus.
0: So if you go to what you think is your shoulder and put your hand right there, that's going to be essentially your acromion, the end of your clavicle and your acromion, so right underneath that area there there's a lot of tendons and ligaments. Uh, There's also a bursa right there, the subacromial bursa, and all these things can get irritated and because the space is relatively small, you get inflammation in a small space and it's easy to keep that area irritated. 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 Irrigated. Also,
1: we should irrigate.
0: (laughs) That's a good idea.
1: Yeah, hence the term impingement. So, structures being impinged Not necessarily a a rotator cuff tendon. It could be the bursa that gets impinged. Um, It could be some bone-on-bone irritation. But yeah, soft tissue or bony structures in that space causing pain, inflammation, irritation, swelling. You have
0: it. Yeah. Uh, The other way that we should mention that this happens is trauma. So you fall onto your shoulder, you fall onto your arm, and. drive the humerus into the back of your shoulder. Anything like that can certainly set this off as well. So it's not just work and sports stuff I wanna mention.
1: And there's some people who may be predisposed Absolutely. Um, to, to having narrowing of that space uh, because of bony changes. Um, there's that bony hook we talked about, the acromion, can uh, be classified in three different types. And uh, type two and type three could be causing uh, kind of a downward angle or an increased likelihood of bone spur formation, which will then compromise that space even more.
0: Yeah. And that's, generally speaking, genetic in nature. If your father or mother had it, you've got a pretty good shot. It doesn't mean that your lifestyle will cause that to become a problem. So it's not like you need to do a preventative surgery or anything along those lines. There are plenty of type 2 and type 3 acromions out there that are completely non-symptomatic. So. Don't worry about that too much.
1: And what we probably want to mention too is that the angle can change significantly with the position of your shoulder blade. So, um, you know, posture plays a huge role in the narrowing of that uh, subacromial space. So, if you imagine somebody with rounded shoulders, forward shoulders, elevated shoulders, protracted shoulders, any change in position of your shoulder blade um, will have an effect on the amount of space in the amount of space in a subachromial space. I like saying subachromial. Space is always fun to say. No, subachromial. Oh, Oh. okay. Uh, there's one
0: very easy kind of self-test you can do for this. If you take your arm, start it at the side of your hip and bring it straight up over your head. Uh, if you can go about 90 degrees without discomfort, uh then from 90 degrees to about 110 degrees is, is quite uncomfortable and then the pain goes away. That's called a painful arc. That is one of our standard tests and is also a very good indicator of
1: impingement swelling yeah encroachment encroachment also a good word that would football good. word
0: yeah there. uh, there's a several other tests that, that we'll use in the clinic they're hard to do to yourself and that's the that's the problem there uh, one's called the Hawkins Kennedy and the other is the nears nears I uh, will post these all this week as well on the old social media so feel free to check those out Yeah. Treatment? Treatment. Treatment. So there's a couple treatments. Early they'll do cortisone really often, non-PT treatment I should start with. Uh, This can act both diagnostically as well as symptom control. If your symptoms go away, we have a pretty darn good idea that all of that pain was due to inflammation and not something... Not like a large tear or
1: anything like that.
0: Yep. Uh, The other thing is if there's a lot of weakness that that tends to rule out it by itself. You may see some weakness, but again, it's more of in a position. So if you're in a testing position and you test it below 90 degrees, you're not going to see the weakness traditionally. And so that, again, also helps rule out rotator cuff injury or or potentially some sort of labrum issue. PT yeah. wise? PT. As Jimmer mentioned, the role of, of posture and specifically your thoracic spine mobility plays a huge role in this. Uh, We see this a lot in younger, taller girls who are much taller than their peers. As a result, they slouch a lot and that puts a lot more stress on that shoulder and really closes down that subacromial space, thus making it more likely that they'll either have longer duration of symptoms or present with symptoms in the first place. So we spend a lot of time uh, educating and then also working on T-spine mobility to make sure we're taking as much stress off of the glenohumeral joint and, and making sure the areas that are supposed to be articulating are doing that
1: as well. Yeah, we see posture a lot in in um, not just talk kids, but also you know with the up and coming um, electronics craze, people constantly looking at their phones, playing on their phones, having their hands out in front, their heads down. Uh, iPads, whatever. Yeah, of course, desk work. Yeah. Um, So that will increase um, that forward head, rounded shoulder position where uh, you increase the curvature of your thoracic spine, which we call kyphosis, and that can compromise that subacromial space as well. So those are things to look at, easy things to work on yourself too. Absolutely.
0: Other stuff we always work on is going to be Parascapular strength so making sure you can maintain the position of your scapula relative uh, to to your thoracic spine as well as your your humerus if you can do a better job doing that you're going to again uh, increase the space by not closing down uh, the subacromial space and that's going to make you more comfortable it's also going to help you prevent irritating in the future uh, and general You know, shoulder exercises, deltoid, rotator cuff, tricep, all that kind of good stuff that crosses the joint. It's always good to make sure it's working like it's supposed to.
1: Yep. And a quick, quick throwback to the posture thing. Um, When you use that test that Christian was talking about earlier, if you straighten up, so if you lift your chest, and now straightening up is not pulling your shoulder blades back. It's not squeezing your shoulder blades together. It's just lifting your chest. So if you do that test where you raise your arm to 90 degrees and then you start having pain and past 110 degrees, the pain goes away. Try the same thing when you straighten up. So if you lift your chest and then lift your arm and see if the pain is either less or it might have even disappeared because you create more space. Um, It's that simple. So that's a great exercise to do throughout the day. If you spend a lot of time at your desk, um, hunching over, work on straightening up work on feeling what that feels like yep Uh,
0: the other thing we want to mention is is they recently just this past may so may 29th of 2019 they released a systematic review which took 11 uh, random control trials with a with a study volume of 919 people and found that for surgery versus physical therapy for Subacromial decompression. Uh, at three months, six months, one year, two year, five year, and a ten year follow up, there was no difference between people who had surgery and those people who did not. Uh, that's a pretty, pretty strong amount of evidence to su- to to kind of go against doing any sort of surgical procedure for subacromial, you know, decompression impingement syndrome. Or, or at least exclusively.
1: Yeah, or at least you know, giving PT a fair chance, because it looks like in a lot of cases, just doing PT has uh, the same the same outcome. So, surgery can definitely be indicated, um, depending on size of spurring and other things, but should definitely not be your uh, your primary treatment source. Yeah. So. Trivia time. Trivia time. We had some good good answers on last. We had week's we had tribute. a number
0: of answers last week. Yeah, for the first time we actually got answers on Twitter, which is which is pretty exciting. Thank you, you Twitterers. Yeah, we're up to uh, sixty-two followers on Twitter, so we're really living crazy. Really making some some huge huge strides there.
1: Donald Trump better pay attention. Oh yeah. Uh, so last week's
0: question was: Can you name the two state capitals which contain the entire name of the state in their spelling? The answers are. Oklahoma City, and Indianapolis. Pretty good. So Well done Mike, uh, Sean, and Nickel on this one. Okay, good. Crushing it there. TJ didn't chime in. Nothing from TJ this week. He was fishing. He he might have been busy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, New question for this week. Brazil borders all but two countries of South America. Which are they?
1: So which two countries do not share a border with Brazil in South America? kind of ties in with the whole plantain thing. I see what you did there, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah, yep. Fantastic. All right, plantain time? Plantain Let's do time. It. So, Let's do it. We'll do the golden plantain chips first. Shockingly,
0: chip to air ratio is 30% in all these, so we've decided that the plantain is probably a denser product or a heavier product than its uh, potato counterpart. I would think so. As such, you need much less volume to, to weigh the same amount here, so. Tricky. Yeah
1: yeah all right you ready yeah let's do this golden, i'll go first golden mountain plantain chips golden mountain oh god they're um they're pretty tasteless <laughs>
0: yeah they're definitely fine
1: they're crunchy. They're definitely not banana-y. They're not banana-y. No banana God. flavor, mm-hmm. no banana texture, so Christian should be okay. Unnecessary
0: fear here this whole time. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, these are f- flavorless because there's There's really no not much added. going on here. Yeah. No. no. All right. Well, will we go lime first?
0: I think we have to go alphabetical order, yeah. Lime is probably. Lime.
1: This is alphabetical. Oh, these are two stuck together.
0: Oh, doubly. So, she-grill lime. Um... Not as crispy these ones.
1: No, but they have a very, very subtle lime flavor. The lime at least flavor. the ones I had. Um, yeah. And this is certainly more
0: flavorful than the other chip, but not as not as crispy.
1: No, not a not a super strong limey aftertaste yeah. either.
0: No. All
1: right, on to the sea salt, so Shigra sea salt here. Why are you going for the small one? Eh. Same chip consistency. Yeah. Not quite as crunchy. Not Not, not very a strong salty. salted flavor at all. No. Not. But so far the best one, I think, because it has, you know, I'm a salt, salt case, guy, so I think, yeah. I
0: like the lime one better.
1: Do you? Yeah. And the last one, sweet and salted. Sweet and salted. These are smaller. I don't know what happened here. Yeah. Here. Can you hear it?
0: This is a much crispier one.
1: Yeah. I wonder if they use more sugar.
0: I mean, there's definitely, there's fewer calories
1: in this one, so I wouldn't hmm. think. Did you check the calories? Well, it's written on the front of the bag. Oh, okay. Um, so. I'm going to try another one. Definitely crispier. These are definitely crispier. Mm. I'm going to have to go back to the lime one, one more time. I'm thinking I'm going sea salt. Oh, this one have more lime flavor. I wanna add more. Yeah, I'm still going sea salt. You're going to um, sea salt today. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. I, yep. I, there's there's things you can do with these chips. So if you're I guess if you're allergic allergic to potatoes, is there such a thing? Where well, you can't have potatoes. Are they? I don't know. Are they healthier?
0: Uh, I, I don't know. These are great questions that we should probably look into.
1: Yeah. Um. Not not as not as bad as I thought.
0: No, they're. I mean.
1: For for me the uh, they're the, not a
0: thumb down but but I'm not no. I'm I hesitant to give them a thumb up as
1: well. <laughs> You're going to go Ian and give them a sideways thumb. I, I don't thumb? think I can, but um well the, the the plain ones are too plain for me, so they're getting a thumb down.
0: Oh, they are getting a thumb down.
1: Yeah. But See, a yeah, thumb
0: down I reserve for things that are gross usually. No,
1: that's three thumbs down.
0: No, oh, those those are things that are that are Disgusting, despicable. which
1: is the same thing as gross or despicable. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's oh, our, that's yeah. our internal rating system. Yeah, um, I, I like both the sea salt and the lime. I, I'm not. I, I could take or leave the sweet and salted ones. Um, so I guess overall it'd be a thumb up for the whole group. Yeah, for the plantain chip as a for as the a plantain unit. chip as a not a potato chip. No, but, but so, I mean decent. No, not, not unpleasantly surprised. How does that sound?
0: No, no. But not Definitely not a banana. Let's put it that way.
1: No, no. It has nothing to do with bananas. Yeah. And, okay. and we kind of knew that because plantains don't have... I think the thing you don't like about bananas is their texture.
0: Take, they smell bad.
1: Plus the fact that and they're you consider really arrogant. them arrogant. They're incredibly arrogant. They're <laughs> hilarious. Yep. They're an arrogant fruit. They are. Why? Because they bow? No. They shouldn't be arrogant. Because they bruise easily. They <laughs> have to be at the
0: top of the bowl. It's a whole... It's the whole thing with those bananas. <laughs> they always come um, with bushels.
1: I'm glad we got this over with.
0: And uh, there's been surprisingly uh, very little spewing. I mean, there's there's only a couple fruits that have a huge entourage, you know, and, and bananas
1: are really the most sensitive of that group. Which uh, sensitive, so call them sensitive, not arrogant.
0: Yeah, They're pretty pompous with their little, little no, curve there. their Pompous their is more like the,
1: the pom-poon, so that's more like the pumpkin area. Yeah, maybe. Anyway. Um, yeah. Thank you to those who brought us the plantain chips. Yes, thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Pippa. Glad we tried them. Glad we got it over with. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's do some potato stuff next week again.
0: We're going back to potatoes. I like
1: it. So, thank
0: you for listening today. Next week, we're going to go over De Quervin's Tenosynovitis, which is a uh, hand, wrist, thumb thing.
1: And it's, it's amazingly spelled, De Quervin's. It yeah. sounds like a, like a French marquee. It's a tough tough. Spelling. Marquis de Corvain. And then we are going to review the Snats
0: Queso y Nelbo. Huh? I don't know. But they're from Spain. Okay. Yum. So, so we're going to try those next week. Okay. Yep. Alrighty. Feel free to tell your friends about the show. Feel free to follow, review, subscribe. If you want more information about this topic, follow us on Instagram and Twitter
1: throughout the week. If you have any suggestions for topics, yeah, let us know. Twitter them, tweet them email them, whatever you want to do. If you want us to revisit something that we've already talked about, we will go
0: more in depth if needed. Yeah. For more information on rebound therapy, head to our website, reboundclinic.com. You can also find the entire archive of our entire
1: first season there. We should um, release it in like a, like a nice case, like a first season case, like a criterion collection type
0: thing. Ooh, that sounds, that sounds nice. We'll work on that. Well, He's Jimmer, and I'm Christian. Thanks for listening.